Hello, Wilsonites, Wilson heads, and Wilson lovers all around. It's time for Watching on Wilson, the WOW podcast. I'm your host, Jake Menez, and with me from across state lines, thanks to technology, is my good friend, Mike Theater. How are you doing today, Mike? Doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Trying to get some more pizzazz into the intro here. Yeah, it was a good intro. I liked it. Uh, we did not discuss that beforehand. He just kind of sprung it. And I messed I up the nowhere. first time. But I, but I, I liked it. <laughs> I think it's good. Like you're talking, you gotta you gotta catch the listeners in that first right at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, you gotta them in. Yeah. So today, people, people come talking? in. People come in. And they see, hey, uh, this is Mike and Jake. They're out. They don't want to listen to that. Hi, Mike and Jake are here. It's Owen Wilson again. <laughs> you call them Wilsonites, Wilsonians, and Wilson lovers. It's you know, it's got kind of that Mark Maron vibe to it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking a little bit. I like it. So today, we're talking about Anaconda from 1997. Yeah. Um, so first thoughts? You go first. So, so uh, I, think, I think my first thoughts are a little bit more complicated. So what's, what was your you know, overall impression of it? Um, I, so I had, was this your first time watching it? No, I'd seen it years ago. Yeah, so same here. I, I think it was one of those ones that like you would catch on USA or... TBS, what, what is, yeah, TBS, cable channels. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember ever maybe seeing it like from start to finish, just kind of catching it. And I remember probably young liking it. Like I know I definitely saw the second one in theater. Oh, so really? I liked it enough as a kid to when the second <laughs> when the sequel I wanted more. And I saw, but I was probably like young. I don't know when the second one came out. I think I want to say 2012, 13, 14. Not, not that recent. Oh, no, no, no. For, uh, probably, I mean, 10 years before that. So two, three, four. So like I was probably, maybe? yeah, I was probably like 12, 13, 14. What's the second one called? Anacondas? Yeah. So, I mean, and my thought on it was I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it less than I thought I was going to. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt too. I think I liked it more as a kid and then seeing it again, I was like, oh, this was not as good as I remembered it okay, being. And so I think what it is, like in my head, like in, in my head, it was a movie that was like intentionally cheesy, like Snakes on a Plane. It was like like sort of a B movie, like May or something. Oh, like yeah. Goofy Monster movie. But, you know, rewatching, it's like, no, it was trying to be the next Jaws. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I get. Jaws with a snake. Yeah, Jaws the snake yeah. the movie. Yeah. That second one, by the way, you are correct. It's a series of films. Let's see. The first, oh yeah, the Anaconda film series, Crossroads Lake Placid series in 2015. Huh. And yeah, Anaconda's The Hunt for the Blood Orchid was in 2004. Four, okay. So yeah, I was probably 13, 14, somewhere around there. And the following sequels were all TV movies, so you know how that went. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, I mean, a great cast. Yes, and a really diverse cast. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, John Voight, great, creepy, but... Is John Voight ever not creepy, though? I guess not. Yeah, I guess. And before we get too far into it, you know what's new with you? What's uh, new and exciting? Anything you want to share with our podcasting friends? Um, well, my, so for people listening right around now, I mean, we're going through this whole crazy pandemic thing, but, uh, my wife got a quick scare cause her coworker tested positive. So then she had to like stay in the next room, Uh-oh. which is my podcasting headquarters. In okay. Here. That's why you're in the, that's why you're in the, I see the couch behind you, which I don't usually see. Oh no. So I'm in the same, I think I just have it angled differently. Like usually I've got like all my stuff's kind of jumbled around but so she like let's see she found out monday so at work she brought all her stuff home to work from home on monday and then she kind of turned my little like space in here into her office and then she like actually went and took a test just to be certain but right, it came yeah. back came back negative so she's fine but so we did, were like did you have to take a test as well then just i didn't i figured I, I i would wait until like if she because she was going to get it back within a couple of days. And I was like, well, if she's positive, then I'll take one. But if yeah. not, but she kind of like destroyed my work. Like <laughs> like yesterday, we were we were supposed to record yesterday. 
And I was just like, I came in here and I was like, what is going on? Like just pens and stuff everywhere, notebooks. And like my, like my screen with my monitor was unhooked and her stuff was hooked into it. And then it was like, took me like 15, 20 minutes to like get everything together. But I'm getting distracted, but what's that behind you? Like over your right shoulder? I know it's not a sword, but from our ad, it absolutely looks like oh, a sword. It's it, a mic stand. My guitar is... Oh, okay. Can you see it better? Yeah, it's a little more underwhelming than the sword. <laughs> like, I, I should have just... I should have just left it at, yeah, it's a sword. Sword, big deal, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the, what's been going on here. So, a little scared, but all good. Good. Exciting. What about you? Anything crazy going on? Uh, oh, there's like ridiculous fires going on. Oh my here, god, yeah. Right? So, okay, so yeah. So you're recording this on what, the 20th of August, 2020? For those of you listening in the very far future, in the year 2075. <laughs> um, this yeah. Is, yeah, I'm in California right now. And we just have, yeah, there's fires just everywhere right now because there's like a freak thunderstorm, lightning storm. It hit the you know the dry grass. There were like fire tornado warnings or something. I saw that. Right? Yeah, so that was nowhere near me. But yeah, the fire tornadoes <laughs> were were a thing. But yeah, like even right now though, like it's it's so smoky out that I was in uh, I was you know the scent wafted into my building last night when I was working. And I was in the impression of something that one of my coworkers had caught something on fire. Oh geez. And then That's when I found, yeah, it smelled almost like a, like you had like a nice like Scotch whiskey. <laughs> and you like, spilled it everywhere. That's what it smells uh, like in just, the building right just now. Everywhere. Oh, that's crazy. Well, it helps if they did spill scotch whiskey. I found out later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a peated whiskey, but no. But it was a combination of both things. It was just like unbearable being in that building. So oh, it's a gosh. little bit better tonight. Yeah, Ooh, that's too bad. But no, it's. I mean, you know, I'm fortunate enough not to have to deal with any evacuations or anything, which is cool. Yeah, that's good. You're still out like East Bay, right? Yeah, I'm still saying okay. area. Yeah. Okay. Undisclosed area. So undisclosed. <laughs> they probably, we're gonna knock on his door and demand more I'm content. Bunker. I'm in yeah. a bunker underneath, you know, six feet underground. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's so yeah, still still the same area. We heard what you said about anacondas and we did not agree. That was the best movie that came out in 1997. You know what's funny? Okay, so kind of in that vein, though. So I had this weird epiphany where I was watching The Mummy the other night, the 20, uh, the, the 1999 version of Brendan Fraser, not the one with Tom Cruise. It doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I didn't even know it did exist until you That's right. We had the conversation. That's, that's right. That's right. Crazy. Where Russell Crowe was their Nick Fury, but also Dr. Jekyll and turns really red at one point. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch that. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, see it once. <laughs> see it once, just so you can say you did. Yeah. It was funny, they're, it's, they're trying to make, you know, the Universal Monsters universe, thing they call it the Dark Universe, they've tried to launch it three times. Oh, Because they did, in like 2014, I think there was the Dracula Untold movie that no one watched. Yeah. Dracula Unwatched, as I call it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, never mind. So then they did The Mummy of Tom Cruise, thinking, you know, that he would be enough of a draw to get asses and seats and no one watched it. Yeah. And so I guess The Invisible Man came out earlier this year. Who's like a monster, you know, in quotes. I don't see him as, you know, he's not the wolf man. He's not Frankenstein. Yeah. Anything that I would consider like one of the true monsters, but whatever. But I guess that's now their new starting point for this universe. Oh, gosh. It's like they're trying so hard for something, they just, who cares? Yeah. But so, so I'm getting distracted. So what I was saying, though, is so I was watching, you know, The Mummy from 99 the other night. And, like, I don't know, time is an illusion to me. Because, like, 1999 feels like it just happened. Like, anything that's, like, from the year 2000 on always feels like it just happened to me. Yeah. And I think it's because, you know, like, I was born in 92. So 99, I would have been seven. I have, you know, a conscious memory of having seen, of having seen The Mummy. Yeah. And then being scared of it. And then ultimately crying on Universal Studio backlot tour in Florida. <laughs> That same year. Because <laughs> of that, a scare beetle got me. Oh, gosh. But so, but then, you know, Anaconda is only two years sooner. But because I never saw it in theaters, it just it was only ever a TV movie to me. It just seems like it's always been around. Yeah. And so for that same reason, it's like in my head, Owen Wilson has always been acting, but he's really 
fairly new to the scene. Yeah. Relatively speaking. Not, yeah. That's true. It's just weird to just have that, that small two-year gap makes that much, you know, a mental difference, at least for me. Yeah. I don't know, you know, what your thought is on that? Um, yeah, that makes sense. I guess I've always... I, he seems, to me, I guess, a little more, a little newer. But I didn't, like, I wasn't paying attention to him back. I, I like, J-Lo and... Uh, I don't know. John Voight, I guess I knew more. I guess I didn't really, like, I had to, I was like, oh, he, oh, yeah, that's right. Owen was in Anaconda. Yeah, it's, and he's such I a, kinda like, you're saying sorry. I don't know, yeah, he, no, he's just, yeah, he's kind of, like, in the background a little bit, not, like, he's a main character, but not quite as main, I guess. So that's what's funny. In my head, he was, in my head, he was a bigger part of the story. Yeah, and so even though you know having watched it, he was still in enough of it to justify having done this. But it's interesting, mm, barely. <laughs> yeah, this is a very strange. I feel like pick. I don't know. He seemed kind of strange going for that for that movie. Oh, but at the same time, he's 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 unestablished at this point, so he has to get any role he can. Yeah, that's oh, true. Quick thing though, and we'll start with this because last week we ended with you know we're talking about he was Owen C. Wilson in the bottom rocket credits. He's oh right, yeah, yeah. He's already. I, no, I, that's one of my. That's actually my first note. Is opening credits. Owen Wilson, no C. <laughs> that's my first. That's my first note. <laughs> so my first note. Did you catch the? Uh, did you catch? Yeah, see, that's mine too. So I wrote. I wrote that kind of opening crawl that they do. Oh, the text. Yeah. And my immediate yeah. note right under that is already back to just Owen Wilson. So did oh, you catch that yeah. opening? You know, the opening uh, bit of dialogue. Or not dialogue, but the text that showed up on the screen. Which one? When when the movie first starts, it's on a black screen, like the red letters come up. Do you want me to read it? Oh, I must not have, no. Oh, it sets the premise for the whole movie. I'll read it in the dramatic voice I can. Tales of monstrous man in the Anacondas have been encountered for centuries by tribes people of the Amazon basin, some of whom are said to worship the giant snakes. Anacondas are among the most ferocious and enormous creatures on Earth, growing, in certain cases, as long as 40 feet. Unique among snakes, they are not satisfied after eating a victim. They will regurgitate their prey in order to kill and eat again. And it's in like a blood red font, of course. <laughs> I wonder if they had to put that. Like, maybe a lot of people didn't know what anacondas were. I wonder if like it's you're true. Talking- that's my bigger question. I wonder how true most of that is. Like the B movie opens very similarly. The B. <laughs> oh god, I still haven't seen that. Oh, how have you not seen the B movie? I don't know. But we're not going to get into it. It's, uh, if you love Jerry Seinfeld, which I know you do, it's yeah. I don't know why they let him do a family movie. It's just if it's just very Seinfeld. It's I can't oh, picture yeah. any kids are like I wish I could see a courtroom drama about a bee. <laughs> all right well now i'm gonna add that to my list of movies to watch too oh my gosh it's so good um yeah so i wonder if they're like well maybe people don't know what anacondas are well let's let's give people a little history of these large snakes well like i said my my theory my own theory is that i don't think that anacondas i don't think that's true and they had to like and they were afraid people would know that was true so they had to put in like a fake disclaimer oh maybe I'm looking it up now. Let's pull up anacondas. How did you, you feel about the uh, the opening scene? Oh, the where he's kind of like being attacked, and he just yeah, it's it's like crawls that. to crawls up the the whatever you call it on the he's on a ship. And yeah, it's, it's up like the mast. Yeah, into the, the crow's yeah. nest. Yeah, uh, I guess it's a good. I mean, it hooks you. I guess. Because you're, you're like, oh, okay, maybe he's safe. And then he pulls out a gun and blows the brains out. What I like about because it is, he... is, is the movie wasn't called Anaconda. You know, they don't show you what's happening. Because they do kind of the Jaws thing, like I was saying, where they don't show you the monster for a long time. Yeah, it is a little while, right? I, didn't, I mean, I, I think didn't... I wrote down it's like an hour before you actually see the Anaconda or something like that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't write it down, but I did remember noticing. 39 minutes in. Yeah, so you're, yeah, 40 minutes. Into and an hour, hour and 27 Yeah, minutes. that's... 
And so what's funny, so that guy in the opening scene, though, who, you know, unrecognizable, but it's Danny Trail, like we were talking about. Okay, yeah. So I, that, I was, like, so I was watching it with my wife. And my, I was, at first, I was, like, in my head, I was, like, is that Danny Trejo? And I was, like, no, that's not Danny Trejo. And then she goes, is that that guy? And I was, like, no, it's not that. <laughs> is that Machete? And, and I was, like, no, that's not him. It can't be. But then, like, we saw that there was a Reddit. We'll get into that later. Oh, that's but, right. That was the whole thing. There was the, a whole Reddit. Which was actually really funny that that, like, popped up. Just, you just perfect but, timing, yeah. So here's the thing. So anacondas usually only pop at top at about 15 feet. There's rumors that there have been some up to 40 feet, but they're completely unsubstantiated. And as a result of the movie, for the most part, someone claims to have seen one that's 22 feet that was unverified. Let's see. Feeding. Okay, eat a large variety of prey. 15 feet's still pretty big. It is. It's bigger than either of us. It's bigger than both of us together. <laughs> both of us combined. Well, I don't know about you. I've, I've continued to grow. Growing <laughs> pandemic, I'm, I'm like 12 feet tall. I'm 11 foot 6 right now. I'm actually stooping down hard <laughs> to the monitor. There is nothing that says that they regurgitate their food to kill it a second time. Oh, gosh. So here we are separating the, fa- the facts from the myths already on anacondas. They've never, no. there's no evidence that shows they've ever eaten human beings ever at all, actually. Huh. But there you go. But so, yeah, so the part they love in the opening scene before we get too far from it is, you know, he's in the, like, the radio room of the ship. He's trying to call for help. Yeah. And he's boarded up all the doors and everything. And they do, like, some sweet, they do some really nice, like, shots. Like, the Anaconda's point of view is some, are, like, some of the best done shots in the movie. Consistent. Yeah. Kind of a skew, yeah. kind of a, these long sweeping shots from down below. Yeah. There's a part where he's you know, he's on the deck of the ship and he's like in the radio room and you see like the boards rattling and like a nail flies by in slow motion. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it goes like, up, yeah. It's eye level and he stares at it for like two full beats and before it goes back down. Yeah. I didn't write that down. I remember that though. So there's a sudden he's on a boat that's like, I don't know, something's wrong, right? Like, it's I think it's tangled in the in like the weeds of the Amazon because they're in the Amazon River, of course. Yeah. And it's just him. I didn't see any other crew. It's literally just him, yeah. I think he said the last survivor is my assumption, but there's no evidence of it. That the snake had gotten everybody else or something. Not that I, yeah, not that I saw. Yeah. Um, so then we kind of cut to... Oh, sorry. No, no. Then I was just going to say, yeah, then he crawls up and you're like, oh, I think he's safe, but nope, he'd rather blow his brains out than... Beaten by yeah. an anaconda. Eaten, eaten by an anaconda. Like, all right, well, this is crazy. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I'm undecided on how I feel about that. If it were me. Oh, I actually, I going through my note, going through my notes, I do have that nail flies up in the air from the floorboards. <laughs> I do. I did write that down. That's. Really I love the drama of it, like floating right by his face for a couple yeah. seconds. Yeah. It goes back down. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, and, then we, and so kind of from there, we cut to our ragtag team of Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube, Owen Wilson. Yeah, that's exactly how I would describe them, too. Because it's such a, a weird, rag, like, yeah. Owen Wilson definitely is the odd man out in that group. Like, J-Lo and the Cube, I could be like, okay, I could see them hanging out. Yeah. And then Owen Wilson's like, and I'm also here. And, I'm here. <laughs> and he has his classic Owen Wilson hair. So what I wrote here, so my, it says, this is the Owen Wilson we know and love, unlike last week. I wrote classic Owen Wilson hair, we all know. The other thing I wrote was, I'm positive Owen brings his wardrobe from home for his films. He <laughs> <laughs> also has the exact same style, where it's kind of like those, you know, just loose-fitting, like, cabana shirt type things, and they're always, like, in, like, like pastels and whites and stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he just shows up, and just whatever he's wearing, he continues to wear. So this group of people are trying to film, like, an indigenous tribe, in Brazil or in the Amazon. Correct. Yes, and they've gotten, got, gotten together. They're getting on a ship to go film. I guess these people have never been caught on film before. It's like a like a National Geographic documentary. Yeah, thing. something like that. But they're like, yeah, filmmaking documentary crew trying to find an Amazonian tribe that's been untouched by civilization. Yeah. And yeah, so Owen Wilson is their sound guy. His name is, I wrote it down, but I already forgot his name. 
I have it. Uh, Gary. Gary. Yes, he's Gary. I was gonna say Dignan. <laughs> That would be really funny if they just kept it. So his name's Gary Dixon, so it's close. Oh, it is close. Um, The only two names I have are Voight is Paul and Owen is Gary. So there was Mateo, who's their Portuguese, or I guess he's Brazilian. Oh, Mateo, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's their... um, Kind of the guy who knows the He's their guide slash, you know, captain, essentially, of the ship. Yeah. Um, I wrote... Oh, Westridge. I had Westridge's name written down, kind of British host of the documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My note says yeah. seven minutes into the movie, and Westridge is already my hero, because he just shows up. It's like, bring the Bordeaux, everybody. Just like yeah. the most <laughs> stereotypical British person you've ever seen. And he's, he's got his, like, he brings his golf clubs, and he's got Yeah, he's just super bougie. Uh, no, it's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's funny. Um, and we, we kind of get right into it. Owen Wilson drops a wow. His, the only wow of the movie, by the way. He drops it 11 minutes into the movie. Yeah, which, again, I didn't catch. So but... it's funny. Like, I'm realizing how quick this movie, how quickly this movie moved, I'm just realizing. Because he says that wow to John Voight, who's not on their ship to begin with. You know, seven minutes in, they're just now establishing that they're the crew and they're taking off with West, you know, West Ridge is loading up on the ship. And then four minutes by four minutes later, they've found John Voight on a separate ship, brought him onto the boat, established they don't trust him, and then he's gone spearfishing. Yeah. I mean, and the fish is when Owen hit, hits him with a wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Um, yeah, so he's, Voight is just kind of, I guess his, something's going on with his ship and engine problem. Something's going on, and he's kind of yelling for help. And these guys are like, yeah, a guy kind of, out in the middle of nowhere. Let's bring him along. Is he doing an accent? He's uh, doing like a I really weird think accent, so. right? Yeah. Like he's doing to me. It was like a Tommy Wiseau accent almost. A little bit, yeah. I just, I, I'm assuming you know who Tommy Wiseau is. Yeah. It just something like the the room. I, I love that movie. <laughs> just, just. I know. I know. <laughs> Did you ever see the second the disaster? Was it Disaster Artist? Okay, so yes, yeah, so there's The Room, which is Tommy Wiseau's movie that I have on DVD, autographed by him. I've got a picture of me with him <laughs> at a midnight showing. Then there's The Disaster Artist, which is the biopic about the making of the movie where James Franco plays Tommy Wiseau. And that's him, then, Seth Rogen. Correct. Oh, then there's the movie Best Friends, part one and part two, which is Tommy Wiseau and Greg, who plays his friend in that movie. The two of them do a two-part movie where Tommy Wiseau plays a vampire slash that, undertaker wait, he with plays, teeth. Is that the guy that plays, he plays Mark, right, or whatever? Correct, yeah. Okay, so they have a, a whole separate, another, like... They're best game. friends in real life. And then they have three movies? Currently, yes. And then there's a movie about them... No. Movies. So the movie's well, the called... Disaster. Oh, yeah, correct, 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 yeah. The Disaster yeah. Artist. Yeah. Okay. And then there's, yeah, Best Friends Part 1 and Best Friends Part 2, which are... So it's essentially a four-hour movie about Tommy Wiseau stealing... When did these... When did these movies come out? Because I didn't hear about them. Uh, 2018, I think. I saw them in the theater. Oh, crazy. Um, 2018, I think the follow-up was like six months later. But then okay. now Tommy is supposedly currently working on a movie. We're trying to get the funding for it called Big Shark. It's big just, Shark... It's just going to be in the vein of Anaconda, basically. It's if a big shark attacked New Orleans. Somebody like, needs to be like, hey, do you, did you ever see uh, J- J- like Jaws? I think, did you not see this movie? It already... Meg, like, there's already, it's already very well established. Big shark movies already Deep Blue exist. Sea. Did you ever see Deep Blue Sea? Ooh, they just did a sequel, didn't they? Oh, they did, huh? I think there was a sequel. Yeah, no, I, I love shark movies. So I that was, was with, was that LL Cool J? Was it is, that yeah. One? Okay. Is. Oh, but no, gosh. so like this is this movie scratches two different issues for me because number one, I love shark movies. Shark yeah. Week descended, by the way. Did you celebrate? I, I did celebrate Shark Week. I celebrate privately. <laughs> yeah, I love Shark Week. Did you know there's another one called another that a different channel does, and it's like three weeks long shark fest michael you're not <laughs> shark fest is i know it's knock off to help you to lead to convince you to stray from the path of shark no 
I know it's not anything like Shark Week. How did you feel? Who I don't remember who the host's name was. I don't know him from anything. Oh, who was he? He was. But I was upset that there wasn't more Bob the Shark. I mean, they sprinkled him in a little bit. Yeah, I would have liked more Bob the Shark. Josh Gates was the uh, the host, by the way. Yeah, he was okay. I don't know who that is. Like the name rings a bell, but I can't place he it. He kind of looked familiar, but I don't know what from. Oh, oh, he's the Destination Truth guy on the Sci-Fi Channel. Or oh. Travel Oh my gosh. That's a show that I forgot existed. That it's, He would like search for... So Guilty Pleasure used to watch the ghost... Was it Ghost Adventures where the guys locked themselves into the houses overnight and cuss at the ghosts? <laughs> Are you not familiar with that show? Oh, no. it's, it's ridiculous. It's three guys, they lock themselves in houses, and like I said, they just go, hey, you fucking ghosts, come haunt us, you <laughs> bastards. And nothing ever happens. And then they go, what was that? Oh, okay. You know, in the face of nothingness. But the, the show that always came on after it was called Destination Truth, or was it this Josh Gates guy, so the host of this year's Shark Week. And he would be looking for Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monsters and Mothman. And of course, he never found anything, because, you know, dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, crazy. But yeah, he, and he was okay. Yeah. But so, but no, shark movies. What I love about shark movies, though, and actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin in that thought because it comes back later on in this movie in Anaconda that I want to loop back to the same thought. Okay. But uh, so we just have John Voight show up. He's doing his Tommy Wiseau accent. Yeah, his strange accent. They um, bring him bring him on board. Uh, wrote, he's, he he gets some great lines like he, they're like his boat's broken he goes we're all at the mercy of our machines <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was an interesting character for sure and he's immediately sinister like it's he, he's played by immediately John and they you know by like, John right away he's gonna be immediately sinister there's no way around it yeah, you know right away, like, his weird, creepy stares, where they, I mean, there's a lot of those, where they're just, like, the camera's on him, and he's just, like, half squint, kind of sweating, just, like, staring at somebody. Our <laughs> listeners can't can't see us, but you made the face exactly. Um, yeah, oh, my gosh, it's fantastic. What's funny? I mean, immediately when he gets on the boat, you're like, well, they don't even try to hide that he's up to something. So when has John Foyt ever not played somebody creepy? <laughs> Like, in all honesty. I don't know. It's because I think some people are typecast. Like, you think about people who are typecast as, like, uh, corrupt people. You think if you see Bob Odenkirk in anything, he's going to be kind of sleazy, for example. Yeah, yeah. It was funny, but, and it's, did you see The Incredibles too? I did not. Can I spoil The Incredibles 2 for you? Really have, <laughs> I really haven't seen either Incredibles, so it's fine. So... The whole premise, and if you people have not seen Incredibles 2 and don't want to be spoiled, jump ahead like a minute and a half. We'll see you there. Miss you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Incredibles 2, um, you know, he, Bob Odenkirk plays a character who looks just like Bob Odenkirk, who's like a PR guy for superheroes. And his sister is also, like, he and his sister own a PR firm. They love superheroes. They want superheroes to be, you know, pop- popular again. And you can tell that Bob Odenkirk's, you know, typecasting is, you know, they play it into the movie because half the script has them, you know, suspecting him of being the villain, but for no other reason than he's played by Bob Odenkirk. (laughs) (laughs) And spoiler alert, it isn't him. So kind of use, you know, your expectations of him as an actor against you, which I think is really neat. Oh, that's funny. And Danny DeVito is similar. Danny DeVito never plays someone who's not morally awful. Yeah, he, yeah. That's Except true. throw him from the train. I don't think I saw that. And, okay, no, I, I don't want to go on too many tangents. Another fantastic movie. Yeah. Danny DeVito, Billy Crystal, and the woman from the Goonies who's terrifying. Oh. <laughs> but, so, back um, to Anaconda. So their ship gets, their own boat you know, starts having propeller issues. It's been tangled in the muck as well. Yeah, I have a... a Stoltz, a, who's the main... Oh, did you have? I'm sorry. No, no, I was just going to say I have a quick note. That I, and I don't know where, but it's kind of right in that time frame. I have a note about Owen's uh, G'day Mate shirt that he's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, he's always got, like, great, great clothes, but yeah. So just, we... We neglected to mention it. The, the you know, at the beginning, the kind of guy they project as the star of the movie is Eric Stoltz. 
you know, he's the lead doctor on this, you know, on this expedition, essentially. Yeah. Lead scientist. Yeah. His character's name was noted on the podcast, Dr. Kale. Kind of out for most of the movie, too, though. Right. I mean... Well, that's what's interesting, because, yeah, they kind of set him up as, as, like, the main guy, and then he's immediately out of commission. But yeah. Also, Eric Stoltz, just in, in general, is such a non... Is, do you know who Eric Stoltz is? Do you know who he's from? Not... Uh, no, not really. He played know. Rocky Dennis in Mask. Not the Jim Carrey movie. The movie where Cher plays his mom, and he's the ugly boy. Oh, yeah, I did not see that. It's not, it's not as good as a Jim Carrey one. <laughs> doesn't sound as good as the Jim Carrey one. He's an ugly boy and his face like all lumpy and deformed and shares his mom. She goes, don't let anybody make fun of you, Rocky. And then they make fun of him. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. But so, getting back to it, though. So, is Rocky Dance a real person? Now so they're ten- oh, no. Rocky Dance is real. And they're making fun of him. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I just got cancelled. <laughs> just got <laughs> that's a good thing I didn't say where you lived people be knocking at your door hey we heard you didn't like Anaconda and you made fun of that guy <laughs> and he's a real person wow I had no idea wow you d- deformed okay but yeah uh, it's, it's a movie worth, is worth watching though. I'm not, I'm not backpedaling but it is a really good movie <laughs> and just my description is ridiculous <laughs> But okay, so yeah, so Anaconda, uh, but also is Eric Stoltz. So they're ta- so they're tangled up, they're and tangled then up, and he dives into water, uh, to breathe the propeller. Voigt's Voigt's like, you you want me to do it? I know these waters, and he's like, yeah, I think I can, I think I can manage. So yeah. he gets his little scuba gear on and goes down, and he's like almost done with it, and he just kind of starts Thrashing. choking at yeah. yeah. You're like, what's going on? And so pull yeah. He pops up and he's just kind of like flailing in the water and someone, I forget who spots him, but they, someone jumps in and brings him back on board. I think they all jump in the water. Cause remember Owen, uh, maybe. Owen jumps in the water for sure, but I don't think it was solely him. I, I, oh, I don't okay. want to give him that much credit. But, yeah, so <laughs> they pull him onto the boat. They pull, you know, Dr. Kale onto the boat and he's unresponsive. And they, so here's the part that I'm hazy on this. They find a wasp in his scuba gear. Right. And John Voight makes a sinister expression. Did John Voight put the wasp in there? To get, That's what I'm guessing. So later on in the movie, are you, are you talking about the part when sh- they're talking about all his things like, oh, you did this and you did that. And, and later on he has the line and he says, don't forget the wasp. Did you I guess- missed that part. Okay. So she's blaming him. She's like, you, you caused the whatever and you did this. And then he like looks at her. He's like, don't forget the wasp. What but wasp? I'm like, but how did that even? That, that's like such a James Bond plan. Like he just got a wasp in his pocket to throw in a scuba. Yeah, how did that? Yeah, that's like a cartoon villain. That's like something like Lex Luthor would do. There's, yeah, there's no way that that could ever happen. I just no, so, it's, so it's an Amazonian wasp, though, which is apparently super poisonous. Huge, yeah. And so, so, he, so it was he, interesting, though. So it, it couldn't have been him, though, because he immediately gives Eric Stoltz a tracheotomy. Oh yeah, like it, it's I don't a know. weird plan. Maybe he just lay the guy up instead of just killing him outright. But regardless, yeah. Harrison's got out of the picture. You know, recouping in a bed for basically the rest of the movie, and John Boyd yeah, is in charge of the expedition. We find out he is a snake yeah. bounty hunter, and so he's trying to get them yes. up the river to get Harrison's back. And nobody. And nobody knows yet, but he's like, well, we got to, let me take you the fast route out here because we need to get this guy to a hospital. If we go this way, it's going to take whatever, a week. But if this way, it's going to take two or three days. And everybody's kind of on the fence. They're like, I don't know if we trust this guy, but what other option do we have? Right. You know, your typical, yeah. He's like, trust me, this is going to take us to to the hospital quicker. The River Hospital. Yeah, the Amazonian. Ho- yeah, they've got the witch a witch doctor. Yeah. Okay. How, um, did, how, much did, how much did you enjoy the setting of this movie? Um. Yeah, that's fine. And like something about like I, I like the idea of like you know movies that where it's like they're on a boat, on a river in the jungle. 
which is a very specific, you know, <laughs> scenario. Like, you know, like, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, Apocalypse like seven? Now. Okay. Um, did you see, so, did you see Kong Skull Island? No. Fantastic movie. I saw it, like, in the theater, like, three times. It is a great movie. Three times in the theater. Oh, my right? gosh, yeah. It's, but it's one of those ones where, so it's, it's a period piece. It's in the 70s, and they're, you know, they go to Skull Island to see Kong, as, as you'd guess from the title. <laughs> right. And they're just and they're just rolling down the river on this in this jungle. It's you know it's a very it's like I said because the seventies it's very much framed almost like a Vietnam movie or like you know Apocalypse Now, Heart of Darkness type of deal. Mm-hmm. And just with the conceit that they're looking for a giant gorilla and they find John C. Riley on the island. It's a whole thing. It's it's great. Right. Jack Black's in it, right? No, you're thinking of King Kong from the Peter Jackson. Oh. And Skull Island is from maybe three years ago or so, and it's okay. So it's it's tied into the Godzilla universe, which is the thing now. So there's Godzilla in 2014. Right. There's Kong Skull Island. And now next year, now thanks to coronavirus, it's going to be Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, I'm sorry. I, right. I miss, I miss Godzilla King of Monsters from last year, which is fantastic also. Oh, I didn't see that. But was, so I saw the Godzilla from a few years ago. And that was good. I liked it. So you know what's funny about that one, and I, I made a note about that one in this while watching this movie is like all the trailers for Godzilla the 2014 one, you know, made it seem like Brian Cranston was the star of it. It was being Brian yeah. Cranston first off Breaking Bad versus yeah. Godzilla, who was Godzilla. Yeah. And he dies within 20 minutes. Yeah. And this movie's kind of that same way where they like really set Eric Stoltz up as your hero, as your main character, and then he's incapacitated almost immediately. Yeah, and he's yeah. But yeah, so King of the Monsters, it was a sequel to that one. So it was that oh. Skull Island is, I guess, a flashback since it takes place in the 70s. And then King okay. of the Monsters is on HBO Max right now. HBO, please pay us money. You're now our sponsor, whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, it's on HBO Max right now, so I definitely recommend watching it if you did end up getting that. This podcast should be watching Owen Wilson, colon, and a thousand <laughs> other... <laughs> Quick reviews of other things, movies. Yeah. <laughs> Watching mostly Owen Wilson. <laughs> mostly Owen Wilson and quick inserts of other movies. Um, that is, I, I know I enjoy I, I think going off on the tangents is fun. We've got good segues. <laughs> say, say what you will this podcast. We still have good segues. Yeah, that's true. It's always um, been our strong suit. Yeah. But, so yeah, I have like going back um Owen's the sound guy. Um, oh, so they are... Shoot, I don't even know how far back this was. But I have that he and his, like... So he, and I don't know what his girlfriend on the ship is doing. Are they both, like, sound engineers or something like that? I think that? she's, like, his assistant in terms of, you know, her role. But, yeah, I think really he's found a way to make her his roadie so she could come with him. Yeah. Um, they, like... I think this must have been after they must have got they got the propeller fixed and then they pull over for the night and they're kind of hanging out so they go off and they're like and here's the important part here's the important part that you missed so they go off into the jungle and they're seeing the fireflies and yada 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 and she almost has rubbed off on her they say you can tell she's a girlfriend they're in a serious relationship she drops a wow oh she does what was the wow about about the fireflies. She's fireflies, and she looks at him, she goes, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's you know, a nice little piece of world building, I think. <laughs> Just Yeah. Okay. And so this, that. have they already been, so I've got a gap in my notes here. Have they already been attacked by the snake, by the baby snakes? Or is that the following morning? Mm, I think that was later. Are you talking about when they blow up the bridge? Yeah. This following day. I think the, the next day. Yeah, that was later. That was like the next. Yeah. So they, they're they're for whatever. I think it's night, and they pull over to, to Rest. camp for the night, and they're like, look. So they, the two of them, Owen and his girlfriend, go out, and they're, kind of looking for whatever, doing whatever. I think they just want to go make out in the jungle. Everybody else is hanging back, on the ship except for, John Voight, who mysteriously goes out with his rifle. And right. so there, so, uh, nothing happens in this movie, by the way. There's like basically nothing happens for the first half of the movie. Yeah. Because, yeah, at this point, you know, we're now 30 minutes. The movie. I've got some, you know, like timestamps that I wrote down just to establish that nothing happens. And what you think, like they start screaming, you think maybe the snake's coming, but 
it it was a, a boar or something like that, right? Yeah, that's right. And he shoots the boar. He shoots the boar and he's like carrying it back and they're all they they're walking back to the boat. I think he says something like, Lucky I'm here, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And I'm not saying that he planted the boar, but I think he planted the boar. You think he planted the wasp and the boar? He's a master of animals in disguises. He just pulled out a boar. He's like <laughs> boar from his back pocket, you know. <laughs> It's a thing that happens. He's a cartoon villain. He can do cartoonish things at this point. He, he put a wasp in someone's scuba mask. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. So yeah, oh, so then there's the, bridge, there's the bridge in their path the following day, and they blow it up with real dynamite. Yeah, we've so... Seen, we've seen... Hang on one second. Let's shut, dog shut up. I have to edit this part out. Can you hear that on your end? Yeah. It's terrible. This happens literally every week. Oh, it's fine. But, it, but it was happen- what ends up happening is I have to edit out the part where the dog where you can't hear over the dogs. Oh. Okay. Should be good now. Okay, yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, every time, that's pretty funny. Okay. So, the, the next thing is. Does anyone. So this happens though, where we've seen two, we've seen two almost movies, and both movies have had references to dynamite. So I'm wondering. Oh, if that's true. And next week is Armageddon, so I'm positive it's gonna be dynamite in that. <laughs> three for three on, dynam- on dynamite movies. On dynamite, I. Now I'm trying to think of other Owen Wilson movies, and if there's dynamite. There's probably none in Cars, if I were to guess, because how's he gonna like the fuse? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, blow up, so they blow up the bridge, and it starts raining down snakes, little baby anacondas. Yeah, I mean, he, so we'll get backtrack. So he's, like, what they end up at this dam, and he's like, oh, this is a faster way through if we go through here, and everybody's kind of like, oh, I don't know. And then he's kind of, like, somehow convinced Owen Wilson to be on his side a little bit. So that doesn't happen until later, I think, because right now... Is it a little later? Yeah. But Owen helps him. He, like helps him set up or maybe a couple of them he in the cube i think ice cube also oh like, both point, of them help. at this point he's still enough you know they're still reluctant but they have no choice to follow him so they do strap the dynamite to the bridge and blow it up and it rains the snakes down and it rains snakes yeah and he, gets another, and he gets another great line john voigt there's a snake biting i don't remember who it's biting someone's finger it's oh it's a uh, it's west yeah, yeah yeah it's his finger and just sing his feet it's teeth into his finger and he pulls off he goes so young and yet so lethal. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. This stupid time is always ha ha ha. What a story, snakes. <laughs> yeah. So I have after the the snakes fly everywhere that they lose fuel. And that must have happened, I think, in the explosion. I think the something like the whatever was holding their barrel, their fuel barrels comes loose or whatever and then they lose their their barrels into the water yeah okay that tracks yeah and because then they're looking for fuel on a, for on fuel, a different yeah. on like a third abandoned boat there's a yeah another boat which i think he had up right because they end up over there and he finds a picture of himself with somebody else and like a snake or something. And he That's right. This is when they find out he's actually a snake hunter and he's been leading them towards snakes instead of towards the hospital. Yeah. And this is when they turn on him. And this is also, so we are now 39 minutes into the movie. This is the first death. And this is Mateo. Oh, right. Yeah. They're, I mean, we see you with that. And that's when you kind of see, I guess the first time you really see the snake, right? And it's, oh, the CGI is terrible. And I get it's pretty bad. but even still. But that's interesting, though. So, again, the movie is an hour and a half. Not quite an hour and a half. And we're almost halfway through before the first Anaconda attack happens in a movie called Anaconda. Yeah. And it's like, and, again, think about, like, how weird the pacing was up front, where within four minutes they met, they got on the road, got on the river, they met John Voight. John Voight, you know, with steps just creepy. Spirit of Fish almost got a while, all in less than five minutes. Yeah, and then they're just been plodding along with nothing, with nothing really happening. And then, yeah, kind of the rest of the movie is pretty quick. 
Yeah, so that's it's just such such a weirdly paced movie for that reason. Yeah. So then, yeah, that's that's I have like my next note is Owen has gone slight bad guy. Okay. So hang on, I've got one note before that. Then you told me to decipher because it's been a few days since I watched the movie because of our scheduling thing. I wrote the word bait monkey. Bait Why did I write bait monkey? Oh, did, did they shoot a there monkey? There was yes, he shot okay. a monkey to use as bait. To bait the snake, yeah. Okay, and it's just, it just like, drops screens and drops into the water, just, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, so my next line, so then, yeah, so John Voight, they're like, hey, you're a bad, you're a bad dude, you're leading us for the snake while Eric Stoltz is dying. Yeah. And he has the shotgun, he has a shotgun to Owen Wilson, he says, by the way, you're my right-hand man now, help, yeah. help us keep going, it's going to be what's going to be best for you in the long run. Right. And I just wrote, is Owen Wilson a bad guy? Because in this movie, I think at this point he actually is. At this point, yeah, I think uh, you know he's he's a bad guy. But he's sympathetic. Like he seems to be see, like he seems like he's doing it for the right reasons, and it could just be justifying it because it's Owen. But it seems like he's going along because he genuinely thinks it'll be what's best for them. Yeah, yeah. He drops an amigo in here, and we talked about this yesterday. We talked about this yesterday. So, my new working theory is that Owen Wilson says Amigo a lot. He definitely said it in Bottle Rocket at least once, probably more than that, since he was hanging out with all, you know, the hotel staff at the bar. Yeah. And he says it one time in this movie. But I'm positive, but I think now that WoW is a distraction. Is a distraction. (laughs) His real (laughs) secret skill is Amigo. Is Amigo. And he's peppering these into the movies, and he's just, the WoW is like, you know, it's... (laughs) It's like everybody movie. caught the wow because it's right up front. Yeah, it's just in your face. It's wow. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it's, it's you know, magician. It's like you know, he, he has you looking over here with the wows while he's doing these amigos over here. But what's funny is like I could picture him saying like I'm almost positive. I'm sure he says um, amigo in one of the Shanghai movies, right? You could just hear he him definitely saying says it in the museum. He definitely says it to Ben Stiller at the museum. Yeah, like I can hear I can hear him saying amigo. So going forward, we're going to be counting wows and amigos, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. There's no, we have to get to the, uh, we have to figure out if it's more prolific, or at least close to it. I think it's going to end up being pretty close, to be honest. So at the very least, we're at two and two. So wows and amigos. And I, I'm pretty sure that Amigos probably have the lead right now, but I'm gonna give. I'm just gonna say one for Bottle Rocket for the sake of just you know clean slate. I'm not gonna go back and rewatch yeah. this. So here's the thing: you finally get yeah. to the Anaconda, and you see the Anaconda yeah. in all its CGI glory. Yeah. Grabs Owen Wilson. We're 54 yeah. minutes into the movie. Actually, at this point, this is where I sent you the picture. 53 minutes into the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I have that. So snake, snake kills Owen at 54 yeah. minutes. And what's interesting about it, so it's, and so here's, so he's wrapped in the anaconda, and it's wrapped all around his body, and Ice Cube goes, yo, give me your hand, and he finds a way to get his hand out and, and grab Ice Cube's hand, or Jennifer Lopez's hand, maybe. Yeah. And he's going to be free, and then, and then I think John Voight shoots at them or something. Yeah. And it crushes Owen Wilson and drags him underwater, and you know, that's the end of him for this movie, unfortunately. But the other thing yeah. about this encounter, though, is they're fighting the anaconda on the boat, and... John Voice is shouting, go for its eyes, go for the eyes. After, you know, with the late, little things series helps, they don't see, they have heat vision. Oh. <laughs> so the eyes, so what is that going to do? Is yeah. Their own rules right. on the anaconda are inconsistent. Yeah. And did we talk about who's the voice of the anaconda? Oh, not yet, but that was going on. So that was, so my whole, I read that thing on Reddit. So this was a few days ago. Um, I had watched the movie. It must have been like the day after I actually watched the movie. There was a thing on Reddit about, it was a thread on the worst or the best worst movies. Anaconda made the list, naturally. Anaconda made the list and it was like second. It was a top comment. Was it the top one? It was, uh, I don't know if it was the very top, but it was definitely a top comment. It was, yeah, I think it was... I think it was the second one. That sounds right, yeah. And then someone was... Under the room or whatever. Someone was saying like all this stuff about like it's a crazy cast and this and that and they said who voiced 
the Anaconda. And this was going to be my big surprise on the podcast. But I didn't realize <laughs> I was about to blow your mind. And then you texted me later that day. And you were like, did you see this? It's funny. It's actually like, since then I've actually deleted Reddit. Like I just realized that how, much, how little I care about it. I just took the app off my phone since really? then. So it's, it's just like really like, weirdly timed that that happened. Oh, I'm on Reddit every day. I just I, I was I was on every day, but you know, it was just like getting diminishing returns. It could be like like the same four or five jokes and same four or five references. It's like I just got tired of it. Oh, okay. I go to so, so I, I look at it, you know, every couple of days, or whatever, on my desktop. But yeah, I get rid of the app. So, but so, but yeah. back to the thing though. So the snake is voiced by Frank Welker. So, yes, who also voiced. So Frank Welker is well, number one. I think he's probably the number one most prolific voice actor in existence. You know, if you were to pull up his IMDb page, there's you know thousands of credits. But his, probably the one you would know him for best. People listening home is from the very beginning, since the original Scooby Doo. Where are you? He's been the voice of Fred. Yeah, like he's literally been crazy. the only voice of Fred, except for you know a handful of like TV films or <clears throat> excuse me, or like the theatrical movies, obviously. Yeah, but. And he's now the voice of Scooby-Doo as well after, you know, Don Messick passed away. He's, so he's Fred, he's Scooby, he's the monkey from Aladdin. Yeah, like crazy amount of he's Yeah, uh, he just, he's, uh, if you like Futurama, he's Nibbler. So he, he does a combination of a lot of voice work and a lot of just sound effect work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is sound, yeah, which is weird that that's even... Why do they snake noises? <laughs> just yeah, that's right. Like, is there not some type of keyboard snake noise effect that you could do or something. I don't 1997 know. film director. Google snake noises. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was going to be my big surprise, but then you ruined it. Of course. But I thought that was crazy. That was really funny. So um, then, so nothing happens. Nothing happens. Owen dies. I stopped caring. I tuned out a little bit at this point. Um, what's her, his girlfriend gets, they end up at a waterfall. I don't remember why. They're on their way looking for fuel still. They end up at a waterfall and they've got John Voight tied up now. Oh yeah, they have. And so J-Lo. So they like planned this whole thing. Remember she came in with some, she was putting lipstick on and she comes in to like, oh, mister, are you going to save us? Kind of a deal. And then he sees in the mirror uh someone i want to say it was ice cube out of someone and then he's like you think i was stupid and then he kind of catches them but then there's the third guy comes in and like hits him over the head with a bat or something eric stoltz is temporarily revived yeah yeah so then they they knock him out and and they tie him up to the mast they tie him up yeah. And so they continue their hunt for fuel. Right, I'm going to speed through this next part a little bit because I'm just looking at the uh, the time clock here. But so they kind of, so they are on their quest for fuel. They find another boat by a waterfall. And J-Lo and the cube um, both, you know, go to find the fuel. While Owen Wilson's girlfriend, who is some, someone who's been in nothing else ever, it seems like, by the way. Yeah, I didn't recognize her. But, um... And so she goes to be mean to him, and he he's tied to this mask, and he like does a jump in the air and crushes her like windpipe between his thighs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's while still being John Voight. She was gonna kill him, right? She had a gun to him, or something. That's right. That's right. She had a knife, and he was like giving her a knife, and and he was giving her the whole like, "Have you ever watched a man die? I love watching." Yeah, like yeah, you shouldn't shouldn't look into the man's eyes you're about to kill or something that'll haunt you something yeah. like that he goes i do it all the time i love it and he jumps and, and he jumps her, up and crushes yeah. her throat and yeah. takes a knife to cut himself free while they're grab- gathering the fuel right and so west here's the part where westridge dies and it was the most tragic part of the movie for me so the anaconda shows up again Right. And so here's why I'm hazy because like it's been a few days and like I said nothing happens in this movie so it's impossible to keep track of it. So the snake is chasing all of them. The snake is somehow you know a thousand feet long because it can stretch you know impossible distances and make these <laughs> great corners. There is no no physics about the snake whatsoever. Right. And it's chasing Westridge and he climbs up and they're like run run. And I'm sorry it's gonna get all three of them. And he even though he's been kind of snobby you know British prude this whole movie he suddenly you know cuts off splits off from the others. And start shouting the snake. The snake chases just him, so they can get back 
to the boat oh, safely. That's, that's right. He throws. They're all in the water, and he throws something. He throws like, the Bordeaux. Hey, I think. Hey, so he throws. The, he's like, "Hey, you big dumb snake over here!" Because they're running at. They're the snakes coming after those guys, and then he kind of sees him, and then splits over and starts heading towards him. Yeah, exactly. And so he climbs up. He climbs like the slippery rocks. I'm like, oh, this is it for him. And he ends up on top of the waterfall, or on top of the rocks behind the waterfall. Yeah, he's climbing up. He and then it right. He's like hiding back, and then the snake's head pops through, and he's kind of like smelling and, through. And it doesn't get him. And here's the problem. Yeah. This is the only part of the movie that made me like audibly gasp. Like it was. So Westford jumps down, trying to get back into the river and get back onto the boat. And he's flying through the air, jumping. And the snake fucking the snake grabs him by the head out of the air. <laughs> mid air. Oh, it was incredible! Like it, it just. Oh my god, dude! It, yeah. it grabs him, that, and that's uh, like audibly gasped. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then like <laughs> shakes like a rag doll. Yeah. Freaking brutal. Yeah, that was pretty intense. And so then uh, the snake goes Westridge, but then they shoot the snake to death repeatedly. Yeah, so I, that's what I have. I have J-Lo shoots the snake. So West, Westridge dies, J-Lo shoots the snake. Um, and John Voight says, you kill my warrior snake. Yeah. And so they still got him tied up because they're still stuck with him. Oh, they... Uh, I have... Did you see the infamous blooper? Because they're now leaving this area. It's, it's kind of like the most well-known blooper for this movie is so they, their boat backs up to get away from the waterfall and goes back on its way but it's just it's the backing up shot is a reversed shot of the boat going forward so if you watch the waterfall is flowing upwards for this entire like establishing shot oh that's funny for no, that I reason didn't. so you can it's like the biggest blooper so then they end up that. in another ship i think right they end up on another boat um another boat or they get off of that and they're in a little like some i think it's some building i think it's on land yeah and they've found um more fuel right right and they find more fuel but then they find this is the thing that like that i love monster movies doing so they've killed anaconda only to find out oh no it's bigger anaconda (laughs) was it a new one it was was a brand new one this one's black this one's green this one's black Oh, so I have I have that in my notes. I was kind of confused because I know she like shot him. I didn't know if he had like no, it's headed like it's head disintegrated when they shot it. Like shot it like ten times. It definitely uh, died. Okay, I wasn't sure if it healed and came back or if it was a brand new like what now. There's another anaconda. Yeah, so it's like again, it's you know there's. I'm sorry for bringing this up. There's like a Family Guy bit, an old Family Guy bit from when it was less terrible where it's, they're watching a TV movie, and it's Jaws. And they're on the boat, and they're like, ah. I'll just insert the audio here, probably. Instead of me doing my impression, they go, ah, stop eating our boat, Jaws. And Jaws goes, I'm going to eat the boat. They're going to eat you. And a bigger <laughs> shark flies by. They go, it's bigger, Jaws. <laughs> and they team up. Another uh, would be the classic SpongeBob episode, when Sandy goes to fight the bullworm. The Alaskan bullworm. Okay. The Alaskan bullworm. It's his tongue. Okay. And it's, she's like, she thinks that she got it, but really she's just in the mouth and fighting the tongue. Or even, and again, I've referenced this like three times without telling, without, you know, going too much detail, but the Meg. Did you see the Meg? No, but I want to. Okay. So I won't say, I mean, basically from the nature's conversation, you probably guessed what happens. Yeah. But it's a great movie, you know, Rain Wilson, Dwight from The Office, is the villain. Ruby Rose is in it, which is whatever. Jason Statham is the star. It's right. One a dumb monster movie that knows it. That's what it is. Like I thought this one was. And this that's the one. Yeah. And so they get. So John Voight then throws a net on them. Going back to our movie they're watching now. He traps them under a net and covers yeah. them in monkey blood. Oh right, right. He's got them trapped in this r- the room or whatever. The the right. And he covers them with just. We'll eat them. Yeah, and then um, so here's what's interesting. Here's where I lost the plot. So then they get free. He gets eaten by it, and the snake comes after them. And then it's kind of a blur to me. And then it kind of ends. And so I went back to like the Wikipedia page to read through the plot. I'm like, I had to have missed something because it doesn't track. And yeah, I did the Wikipedia. It was like, you know, the the snake attacks them, and the Wikipedia page says somehow Ice Cube kills the snake. (laughs) Even the person who yeah. said how it was to write about this movie can't figure out what happens next. Right. Somehow, so they get free from the net somehow, 
And because I know she, she's she J Lo's climbing up the ladder, and I don't remember the explosion. Yeah, so I don't remember what happened to Voight. I know somehow he gets eaten. The snake eats him. Like it swallows him. Oh, that's that's right. And then it regurgitates him. Yeah, it coughs him up. So remember they put that thing in the opening crawl. They likes to regurgitate, so it spits out his body, which winks at her, even though it's dead. Yeah. And she climbs the ladder, and there's the fuel explosion that she set off. So she was getting the boat started. Yeah, she's climbing up the stairs, and then Cube's got that um, like an ice pick kind of a thing. He's got a pickaxe. Yeah. Yeah, he slams on its tail, so it's kind of like stuck, but it's going after her as she's climbing up and she's trying to get out. And then, and then there's he, an explosion, but the snake's there's an explosion. explosion. And then Ice Cube has a second right. pickaxe somehow. <laughs> there's right. the somehow. They, like, he has the, the they, second pickaxe again somehow, or another one, and he beats its head in. Yeah, and then, yeah, stabs it over the head and. I guess kills at that time. I don't know. Then it dies, and then they go ten feet up the river, and they find the tribe they were looking for. But <laughs> only two of them now. Yeah. No, no Eric Stoltz yeah. back to life. Eric Stoltz goes, "I'm healed now. What did I miss?" Oh yeah, he. I think he came out. No, no, no. He had a, a second part. I think he tranquilized. Right. That's right. He uh, came out for like thirty seconds. Hit boy the tranquilizer. He came and out went back to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Just yeah. And that's, the movie's a hot yeah. mess. The back half of the movie's such a freaking mess. It's like almost much the glue that held it together. And once he was gone, just none of it made coherent sense anymore. Well, another part is like so he's he doesn't swallow the wasp, but the wasp is in him and stings him in the throat. I'm guessing, and it, he kind of can't breathe. Yeah. But the dude's in like a coma or something. What is going on? Because the wasp was poisonous. It was a poison Amazon wasp. Well, but why was he in a coma? From the poison. Poison doesn't... I don't know. Oh, what, what he, was, he was weak. It was like Pokemon. Every four steps, he was losing a little bit of health. So he had to lie down. I don't know, but he was like out-out. Yeah, he had to. He was resting. He was trying to shake the poison off. I don't know. I think he... I don't know. I just don't buy that part. But yeah, but basically, that's Anaconda, though. <laughs> yeah. That is great as, so if we were reviewing this movie, I feel like in 1997, maybe 1998, I feel like it would have been much higher. Yeah. Like we would have been like, oh, that movie was so great. Yeah, I think your expectations for movies have really kind of soured that movies have done the same thing way better. Yeah. And movies have done the satirical angle that I expected also much better because they were trying to do it. Yeah. So what would you rate this one on our scale? And just a reminder for those listening at home, our scale for these movies on watching Owen Wilson, the Wild Podcast, is a three-tier scale, each tier representing the Wilson brothers. And Andrew Wilson is a movie you should just skip. A Luke Wilson is a middle is a middle of the road movie. It's not bad, not great. Probably about three stars on a traditional scale. And an Owen is a gotta see it. You gotta see that movie right now. Drop everything and watch. <laughs> so I'm probably on an Andrew. And I feel like it's hard because, like, right now, like, like I said, 97, 98, I'm probably writing this an Owen, but right now, if you yeah. haven't, if you've made it this far and you haven't seen it, you, you probably are. But okay. I feel like it's such a cult classic that you should see it once. So are you in the middle? I'm going to say it's, a, it's an Andrew. So it's not an great. Andrew. Luke. Yeah. Somewhere, like, it, it's not great, but. It's a low end know, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. It's I think it is worth watching one time. <laughs> a high Andrew, a low Luke. Exactly. Somewhere Luke minus. Can call this movie a Luke minus. A Luke minus. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But yeah, that's so that's to recap, we got one amigo, we got one wow, and it's a, a Luke minus on Anaconda. And a Luke minus. And not not as much Owen screen time as I was hoping. You know what's funny? We, I feel like last week we were so excited for this one. Just, as soon as it happened, it's like, oh, never mind. Yeah, it wasn't as great. But what I'll say, at the risk of jinxing it, next week is Armageddon. Which, again, yeah. is one of those ones where, to preface it for you, if you it's, if it's been a while since you've seen it, like it has for me, Owen isn't in a lot of it. He's in probably a comparable amount to this one. Or it's really a Ben Affleck slash Bruce Willis movie. That yeah, th- they're the only two that stand out. I don't even remember. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I don't remember Owen at all. 
He, yeah, I mean, he is in it. He's, you know, in the top build cast. He's in, like, top five, I think. But he's definitely a bit player. Okay. So, okay. but then, so, you know, just kind of looking forward. So we have Armageddon next week, which should be a lot of fun, if it's as fun as I remember it being. But yeah. not a lot of Owen. The following week, we'll have The Haunting, which is Owen Wilson and Liam Neeson. It's oh, cool nice. Movie. And okay. after that, we'll have that one I was showing you where it's almost in place a motorcycle and Jack Black is his partner in crime and they solve mysteries. Oh, nice. It's like a, it's like a film short or something. And after yeah. that, we'll go into The Minus Man, Ron Wilson's a murderer. Nice. And he's a, an, a dramatic movie with Ben Stiller. And then we're to Shanghai Noon. And so we're, we only have a few more obscure movies before we get into the meat of the, of the matter. Oh, I'm looking forward to Shanghai Noon. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So before we wrap up, is there anything you wanted to plug? Anything you wanted to say? Um, yeah, go watch Anaconda. Go watch let Anaconda. Us, let yeah. us know what you think. Tweet at us. We're or, on Twitter at watercoolerpod. So it's W-A-T-R-C-O-O-L-R-P-O-D. And because Watercooler is the name of the website that hosts our podcast, it's my poorly done news site for entertainment news that I update much less frequently than I should. There's no ease in there because it's impossible to get a domain name in 2020. <laughs> we hate ease. Exactly. Ease can go. I just spell Owen, O W N. It's Owen Wilson. <laughs> Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Owen, uh, Luck, and Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so follow us on Twitter. Visit www.watercooler.com for. You know, as you can see, back episodes of our podcast. If you're not subscribing it on, do it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you can also read our articles. We've got you know music recommendations, movie recommendations, stuff like that. Follow Mike on Twitter at you're just Mike Teeter, right? I'm just Mike Teeter, yeah. I'm on Twitter as Jake underscore Menez. It's another Menez that got that. I know that's rough. And then, if you like what we're doing here, if you like our podcast, go to Patreon.com/slash/watercooler and Donate to us. Give us money. We need yes. it. <laughs> so, so, that we, so that we can rent these movies and watch them. Are we going to do, I feel like we should do exclusive stuff on there. We don't have any Patreon exclusive stuff yet, but I came across that episode of that podcast we did, the, literally the one episode of the podcast we did four years ago. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was, you know, like a, a poorly thought out version of Weekend Update, more or less. Yeah. It's still funny. It's still really funny. Um, but I think I have, if I people want to hear so it, long. we're going to make it a Patreon exclusive. Yeah, and we could do a short version of that or something. Maybe I don't know. Something yeah, different. I would be I would be well willing to do more episodes. I would say we could upload the old one just so people can hear where we started, and then we can maybe do a couple new ones as well if we get that kind of audience. Yeah, I'm not saying that. So did you hear you? Did you know John Krasinski started that like? Yeah. News. Yeah. I'm not saying he stole our idea. I think he was inspired. inspired. We have one fan who rated us five stars. <laughs> we can't rule out that it was him that was like our said, fan. It's uh, my working theory. My working theory in my head is that it was him. He rated our podcast five stars and proceeded to steal the idea. And then stole the idea. <laughs> but yeah, I think that kind of wraps us up for the day. I think I'll see you Saturday. So it was fun because you recorded this one late in the week. You're going to get episodes back to back. With this one nice. loading on probably Friday, and then on Monday we'll have Armageddon up. So I'll talk to you Saturday and we'll record it. Sounds good. Nice. Back to um, back. No, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. From Mike right. and myself at the Owen Wilson Podcast, this is Jake signing off with a hearty wow. So we'll see you next week, amigos. <laughs> see you next week.